you got the victory, raise your hands and give God a shout of glory. Oh, come on, somebody. Glory to God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What an honor to be back in the Belleville Church. I told Brother Zabolchi, I've, I've probably been pre preaching. I've been preaching 51 years, but I know at least 45 years I've been preaching in this church. All the way back when you all used to invite me over from Bible school. You'd have the Gateway kids come over and preach. Amen. So this church is a very special church to us. Amen. Hallelujah. We had a great conference, but uh, it always wears me out. And I thought, ooh, i got to get up Sunday and go to church. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, we made most of the services, and uh, we thank God at our age we're able to do that at 76 years old. And we are getting ready to go to Japan. They asked me to be the general conference speaker. My wife's going to be teaching. She tried to get out of it, said she really wanted to stay back in America. But she realized that if I traveled by myself, I'd probably forget my passport and forget everything, forget where I put my money. And mm -hmm. So she's going to hold my hand for 14 hours on an airplane. <laughs> Amen. So I want you all to really pray for us because uh, two years ago at the general conference, I had a heart attack. And the doctor told me, he said, uh, you should have been dead. But he said, uh, I guess it wasn't your time. And it wasn't my time. God had more for me to, to do. Amen. But it, it's a long journey over there, and they're preaching me a lot. And matter of fact, they're keeping me an extra week to visit the churches around Tokyo and minister there. So uh, it's a big step for us. Amen. And uh, we always loved Asia region so much. But I want you all to pray for us that we can have a safe journey and there's no, no trouble. I have some medications. I have to take, and the Japanese government is very strict on what you can bring in. Of course, I'm a diabetic, so i got to bring my diabetes. <laughs> Amen. So I, I definitely need your prayer. Amen. We're leaving October the 3rd. Amen. At this time, amen, for a moment, you can be seated. But I want Sister V to come out. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord, church. It's been a while since I've been here, but I, I like what I see, and I like what I feel. I see a lot of new faces, and my heart is full of joy today when I even seen, I seen the twins up here, and I thought, oh my, it really dates us, you know, but I remember when they were so young, and their parents and their grandparents being so faithful to the church, and a lot of good things have come out of Belleville. A lot of good things have come out of this church, and we go over and try to help Brother Jackson when we can, and God's just been good. And I just want to thank him this morning. He's just been so faithful, so faithful in my life. God, from the very beginning, from the day that we repented till now, God has never, never failed us. He's always been there for us. He's always kept us in any situation, even in different situations of dangers or, or things that you might fear in your life, God has been God to us. And he is so good to his children. And I think today when we were just singing and worshiping God, we have such an atmosphere right now of just praise for our Lord. God is so good. But where would any one of us be without the mercy and the grace of God today? Oh, where would I be without your grace, God? 
It is you that has made us and not we ourselves. We are your people, but we were once not your people, but you called us out of darkness into the marvelous light. It is God that has done a work. We can do nothing in ourselves, but the secret is, is when we surrender to him. And my heart this morning when I woke up, I just kept thinking over and over and over after coming out of that conference on sacrifice and all that God first has done for you and I, what he has done for us and what little sacrifice we have done for him. But God's calling his people in this day, in this hour, that we should give our all 100% to Jesus Christ. You won't regret it. You won't be disappointed because it's God that's doing a work through you and I. I thank him, and I thought of that scripture this morning. Seek ye first. First. Not in the middle of your life, not at the end, but first, the kingdom of God. It's all about his kingdom, folks. And his righteousness, not our righteousness, because there's no good thing in you and I, but his righteousness and all, this is the promise of God, all other things shall be added unto you. I don't know what your need is this morning, but I know God is more than able to meet your need. He wants to supply it. If you have a financial problem, he's God and he will do it for you. He doesn't change. He never changes. He doesn't lie, and he keeps his promises. If you need healing in your body, we know we serve the great physician. And he will take care of us, but we must, must continue to walk in faith. Don't look behind. Don't look on the side, but look up, because we're serving a soon-coming king. It's sooner than we believe. And what we're going to do for Christ is the only thing that's going to last. And we can make a difference because we are the light and we are the salt of the earth. And we all need to have a mission. We're on a mission. And I am determined that what God has called us to do in the beginning, I want to finish my course strong. I want to go out that way, working for the Lord and just living for him and please him and see many, many souls saved for his glory. God bless you. All right, let's stand to our feet. We have some scriptures here. You put our scriptures up, please. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, Endured the cross, despising the shame. Amen. Praise God. Also, I want to go over to Matthew. Amen. Chapter 11, verse 15. And then we're also going to read verse 28 to 30. Amen. He that hath ears, you have ears to hear, let him hear. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Amen. Hallelujah. And learn of me. And that's the key word right there, learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For a little while this morning, I want to preach on the three L's. Look, listen, and learn. Look at your neighbor and say, look, listen, and learn. Hallelujah.
Pastor, would you pray? Ask God to help us receive his anointing today. Would you... Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Now give God another shout of glory and shout it out. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, give God some high praise. He deserves the highest praise. Oh, hallelujah. His arm is not short. His ear is not heavy. There's nothing God cannot do and will not do to them that believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. To the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be glory and dominion and power and might. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a song of praise in my mouth today. He woke me up, started me on my way. Amen. It, the Bible said, oh, that men would praise God for his goodness. Amen. We're looking unto Jesus. We're living in perilous times, amen, and darkness is everywhere, but there shall be light in the evening time. I'm still believing God for a mighty revival, amen. We're building a brand new church in, in, in Vandalia, amen, and it's like 90%. We were supposed to have it done by May, and then the contractor said by July. Now he said next week we are dedicated, and we're still not there yet. I thank God I'm not the pastor no more, amen. Someone said to me, well, Sister... B over here got mad at Sister C. Could you settle? I said, look, I'm not the pastor no more. Somebody else has to fight those battles. Amen. But I am an evangelist now. God has opened doors for me almost every weekend. And we're looking forward. As a matter of fact, I talked to some global mission people about the need in Taiwan where we spent about 13 years speaking Chinese. They said, would you be willing to go over and do some work in Taiwan in China, maybe like a furlough replacement, whatever. I don't know, 76 years old, amen. But I'm saying to God, whatever your will is, Lord, whatever the will of God is, amen. Especially at my age, I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. My eyes are fixed on him, amen. Praise God. Yes, he's here. he said he would supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Can you say Amen. The Bible said, look up because your redemption draws nigh. I wrote a few things down here, if you just bear with me. Each, chapter, each book of the Bible, in Genesis, Abraham looked for a city. In Exodus, they looked for a way out of bondage. In Leviticus, they looked for a sacrifice. In Numbers, they looked for a cloud by day and a fire by night. In Deuteronomy, they looked for a lawgiver. In Joshua, come on, somebody, they looked for a promised land. In Judges, they looked for a righteous judge. In Ruth, they looked for a kinsman redeemer. In Samuel, they looked for a leader in Israel. In Kings, they looked for a king in Israel. In Chronicles, they looked for the history of their nation. In Ezra, they look to a return trip to the Holy Land. In Nehemiah, they look for a restoration of a temple. In Esther, they look for a deliverer. In Job, they look for a healer. In Psalms, they look for a comforter. Come on, 
Clap your hands to the Lord. Help me here. In Proverbs, they look for wisdom. In Ecclesiastics, they look for a preacher. In Song of Solomon, they look for a song. In Isaiah, they look for a virgin. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah, they look for the palm of Gilead. In Lamentation, they look for the mercies of God. In Ezekiel, they look for a wheel in the middle of the wheel. In Daniel, they look for a lion tamer. In Hosea, they look for a forgiving husband. In Joel, they look for a promise. In Amos, they look for a plump line. In Obadiah, they look for the day of the Lord. In Jonah, they look for an obedient servant. In Micah, they look for a star of Bethlehem. In Nahum, they look for the voice of God. In Habakkuk, they look for faith in God. Amen. Hallelujah. In Zechariah, amen. They look for an arm of the Lord. In Haggai, they look for a latter rain. In Zechariah, they look for a Messiah. In Malachi, they look for a messenger. And in the New Testament, all through the New Testament, we look unto Jesus. The first thing is to look. When David, you know, David was called the chief musician. Uh, the book of Hebrew, uh, the book of Psalms is actually in, in Hebrew called Ketilim. Uh, do you know the Hebrew word? I think it's Ketilim or something like that. But there's probably over 5,000 Psalms. But in our King James Bible, is only 150. And a majority of them were written by David. But the amazing thing about David, he did not write most of these songs when he was on the mountaintop. He didn't write most of them when he was having victory. Matter of fact, he wrote most of the Psalms when he was being pursued and someone wanted to kill him. He wrote most of these songs when he was depressed. He wrote most of these songs when, when all kinds of bad things were happening to him and his family. So he kept a song all the time. He was the chief musician. And in the book of Psalms, it's acrostic or poetic. It's actually the song book of the Hebrews. Amen. And he had to learn to look unto the hills, he said, <clears throat> from whence cometh his help. When he could look for no one else, I'm going to look unto the hills from whence Come with my, my help and the Lord. Amen. He, he was depressed. He realized, amen, that God was his defense against the enemy. I know in my own nature at times I wanted to fight back when people criticized me, but especially when I heard about it behind my back. And God said, you don't have to fight those battles. The battle belongs to the Lord. When Jehoshaphat was surrounded, amen, and it looked like the enemy was going to, the children of Ammon and Moab had come together to do one thing, to wipe out Judah. He called for the women and the children to come out, made the women and children start singing songs to the Lord. And then all of a sudden, the battle is not ours, but this battle belongs to God. I don't know what you're going through. You may be in a battle. You may be distressed. You may be going through something, amen. But if you still got a song to sing, the song becomes your defense. It becomes your strength. Oh, hallelujah. When I was in high school, I played high school football, and I wanted to be a quarterback, but I wasn't very good at it. So I knew I wasn't going to be on the offensive team. So I decided I'm going to play defense. And my job description as a cornerback was to hit receivers. I, I'd look at a receiver. i think, man, I'm going to hit you when you come out here looking for a pass. That was my job. 
I was a defender. Later, my son became a very ex- extremely good soccer player because when we were overseas, uh, they had a lot of European kids there from Europe, and the sport in Europe was always soccer. Well, my son David became a defender. Okay, a defender actually protects your goal. And at first, he said, Dad, my position is not very important. I said, Son, it is because you're defending your goal. I want you to know there's times that we, we don't have to defend ourselves. God has become our defender. When Jehoshaphat called him out to sing and praise God, the battle did turn over to God, and God won their battle. Hallelujah. Because we're looking unto the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not looking to the undertaker. I'm looking to the upper taker. The author and the finisher of my faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So when I look to God for everything, amen, God, you can help me, Lord. I don't know. When I stepped down from pastor, I started building this church, and and it really got to me, the stress and everything at my age. But I knew that God had called me to build this building out there in Vandalia. That property has sat there for 42 years. Uh, The former pastor, amen, Brother Lucas, had a dream that they would build that church out there. Well, they fell over with a heart attack and died. The land sat there barren, and I'd walk through that property, and I'd say, God, I know you want a house out here, and nobody's willing to do it. I started looking unto God. How can we do this, God? We don't have that much money. I began to tell the church we need a building fund, and I took the church. They hardly had any money. Within 12 months, they walked up and they said, guess what's in the bank? Our building fund now has over 300000 and we're going to borrow the rest of the money. And, this is a, and all of a sudden, we start building this building. Amen. I had to look unto the Lord because it seemed like, amen, that every demon in hell was attacking me, amen, and telling me this building will never be built in Vandalia, Illinois. But I'm telling you, we're looking to the the Lord. And when we dedicate that, you need to be there, Brother George. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's been struggles and there's been battles, amen. But every time I look to the Lord, the Lord made a way for us. When I look to the Lord, I'm looking by faith. Believing is the bridge to receiving. You have to have faith to cross that bridge. I just crossed the bridge down here from Missouri to Illinois. I had to have enough faith to go over that bridge because if I didn't have faith in that bridge, maybe I'd think the bridge would collapse. Sometime in the natural, we have more faith than anything. But the Bible said, looking unto the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not upon thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him. At the end of this message, there's somebody that's going through something. You need to be on this altar praying and seeking God and say, I'm looking to you, Lord. I don't know how I'm going to solve this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how we're going to manage to do this. But if you come to this altar today and look to the Lord, he'll make a way where there's no way. Hallelujah. The Jews had religion, but they never put their eyes on Jesus. They were spiritually blind. Amen. What about the demonic man who cut himself? We've seen enough demonic people in Asia. It was unbelievable. I saw people take and bite their flesh and spit it out. Amen. 
I've had Satan talk to me through them and laugh at me, and I had to lay hands and rebuke that demon right out of them. It was always a battle. I went into a place that had 22,000 idols of Buddha. They were chanting to Buddha, amen. Demon spirits were trying to attack me. I said, how can we go in this place called Beigang, amen. And I say, the Mogwe Ganchuchia. And in Chinese, that means devil, get out of here. And I'd walk around and say, by the blood of Jesus, amen. And territories, amen, that nobody else wanted to go into, amen. And we prayed and we looked to God, amen. And we seen Buddhist people come to the Lord, amen, dedicate their babies to Jesus and everything else. Our priest went in a man's house one day and he had a big altar, and he had incense up there, and he had ashes of his relatives all on, on, on the mantle there. Amen. And I began to tell him about Jesus, to look to Jesus, that Jesus would help him and bless him. I prayed him and his family through. And you know what they did? They tore the altar down. They tore it down and took it out on the street and threw it on the side of the street, and we lifted up Jesus. Amen. We've seen revival in Vietnam. We've seen revival all over Asia, and we're going back to Japan to see revival. Amen. The devil said, you're getting too old. Your health is bad. You shouldn't be traveling overseas, but i got news for you, devil. We're going to have revival. The devil said... You probably quit dancing. I said, I'm not quitting dancing. I'm going to praise God. Hallelujah. Come on. We're going to shout and we're going to dance in Tokyo, Japan. We're going to see a mighty revival. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher, the demonic man who cut himself with stones and everything else. Amen. His name was Legion. He had so many devils in him. Legion means thousands of devils inside of him. But here comes Jesus. When Jesus came, the Bible said he looked and saw Jesus. What did he do when he saw Jesus? What did he do? The Bible said he ran to him. He ran to him. You see, when he seen Jesus, let's run to Jesus. And Jesus delivered him. As a matter of fact, the town people came out later, and he was sitting there in his right mind. He was sitting in his right mind. Hallelujah. And the Bible said he was clothed. Evidently, he was naked before Amen. When you look unto Jesus, I don't care who you are or what battle you're going through. Amen. You say, I can't hardly make it. I'm weak. I'm struggling. Amen. My past comes up to haunt me. Everything, I feel like sometimes the chains are coming back. They bind me up again. Amen. I'm telling you, if you'll run to Jesus today. Come on, somebody praise God. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of my faith. Amen. Peter, get out of the boat. Walk on this water. Amen. You can do it. Amen. Okay, I'll give it a try. And Peter steps out of the boat and he's walking on the water. But he took his eyes off the Lord. You say, well, I've, I've had the Holy Ghost 30 years, 40 years. It doesn't matter. The moment you take your eyes off Jesus, you're going to start sinking. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone said, well, you know, this country's in bad shape. You know, we need this and we need a new president. We need another president. We need, you know, what we need is Jesus. We need prayer in this nation. When the third graders in California, my son-in-law and daughter just came out of California, and in secular school they're teaching third grade children to change their sex if they'd like to. 
That's an abomination unto the Lord, folks. Satan has blinded their minds, blinded everything about them. They don't even know their own identity anymore. But I'm going to tell you something. God doesn't make mistakes. He chose our gender, amen. And he chose us as a people called by his name to look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith, amen. Sin takes the eyes of the human being off of God. They enjoy sin for a season, amen. Yes, look, listen, and learn. Hallelujah, amen. Praise God. Stay with me here. Look, the three L's. Look, listen, and learn. Hallelujah. What can separate you from the love of God? God has made every provision to keep you from from going back into sin. What can separate you? Tribulation, persecution, famine, all of those things. None of those things, amen, can separate you from the love of God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you tell people you talk to God, they think, well, that's good, you're spiritual. But when you tell people, yeah, and God talks to me, they look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Bible said, my sheep know my voice. Hallelujah. In the military, I remember all many times I've had people say to me, listen up. Everybody, listen up. And that's what God's trying to tell the church, listen up. I know you've been looking, but now you got to listen up. I hear the audible voice saying, Victor. That happened to be my name. Someone said, are you a Victor? I said, I've been one all my life. Some people don't want to listen to God's voice. But sometimes it's a still, small voice. Amen. I heard a story. I've been up in Alaska and preached up there. But I heard a couple of hunters they saved their money, and they flew to Anchorage, Alaska. When they got there, they got on a little small plane that would take them way out in, in the bush there, and they really wanted to sh- try to shoot a moose or something like that. So they never got a moose, but they, they spent about a week up there, and this little Piper Cub or whatever come and landed there and picked them back up. We're going to take them over to, to the big airport so they could go back to where they were from. And the clouds came in, and they couldn't see very good. And... Uh, one guy said, hey, pilot, uh, uh, can you see where you're going? We can't see anything. We're in the clouds here. He said, don't worry about it, man. We got instruments. You know, they tell us how to fly and everything. And all of a sudden, the pilot passed out. Now, you got these two guys, or uh, hunters sitting there. Huh? The pilot, hey, wake up. Wake up. The guy was passed out. He never came to. So he got on the the little radio there, and they said, you know, mayday, mayday, somebody out there hears. And all of a sudden, at an airport there in Fairbanks, the guy come on, yeah, what's going on here? Well, I don't know, the pilot just passed out. And the guy said, well, I'm going to tell you all something here. In four minutes, you're going to hit a mountain, and everybody's going to be dead. So here's what he said. You better listen to me. I go into our prayer meeting sometime. We got a couple people that all they like to do is pray out loud. They pray so loud that you almost want to walk out of the building. You ever been around somebody like that? And God spoke to me and he said, you're doing all the talking. When are you going to do some listening? 
Because part of your prayer meeting is to stop and listen to God. God gets tired of you doing all the talking. Amen. So the man said, I don't know how to fly an airplane. He said, well, I'm going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you, and you better listen to me or you're going to be dead. Yes, sir, I'm going to listen. After all these years of pastoring, I, I, I knew some of the sheep that never would listen to me. There's people that I tried to counsel, they wouldn't listen to me. You better start listening to your pastor. He's trying to get you to heaven. We are looking, now we're listening. And God said, listen to me. <coughs> and that man in Anchorage over there began to tell him where to go and how to do it. I'm going to tell you how to get over that mountain. You do this and you'll go up, climb higher and you'll go over that mountain. And do you listen to me? I'll get you to this airfield. He said, you're going to see a bunch of lights. When you see that light, those lights, you come laying that plane down. Finally, he looked out and the lights were shaped like a cross. He said, you see the cross? Yes. He said, then land that airplane right on this cross. They finally landed that airplane and they walked off that plane because they learned to listen. Are you listening to God today? Amen. When God spoke to me one day out of Bible school, he said, go to New York City. At first I said, I ain't going to New York City. I'm from St. Louis. Amen. I'm a St. Louis Cardinal all the way. My daughter grew up in New York City, Amy. She goes around, her husband told me the other day, she said, Amy, don't claim Missouri. She goes around saying, I'm a New Yorker. Amen. Hallelujah. I got to New York. Why did I go to New York? God spoke to me. He said, I want you to go to New York City and build a church. I just seen the pastor. He sat right in front of me. He has that church. Now he thanked me. He said, you planted that seed. Yeah. We bought a building in New York City, and it was in a mafia neighborhood. John Gotti, the godfather, lived, had his club right down the street, and the godfather lived across the street. And one day he said to me, don't worry about it. If anybody messes with you, just tell, let me know, and I'll send some of the boys over to straighten it out. <laughs> oh, molto bene, grazie, okay. <laughs> What's the matter with you? You don't like nobody. Amen. <laughs> But when we got in that church, I felt safe now because the godfather said he'd watch over us. But see, I wasn't looking for a mafia godfather. I was looking for Jesus to help me. I'd walk in. They had a pizza place next to their club. And I'd walk in there, and I'd begin to tell them about God. Amen. I don't care who you are. God, there's no sinner that God can't save. God is on a rescue mission. He wants to rescue you. They mentioned it the other night about some rescue mission, but I got to thinking the greatest rescue mission is when Jesus Christ came to this world to, hallelujah, to reconcile this world back unto him. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, you better look to Jesus, the author and finisher, and you better listen to his voice. We lived in three little rooms in the basement of a church in New York City. Three and a half years. We ended up standing for seven. 
And later my children would say, Dad, you know you really abused us. You made us live in a, and I said, look, I don't want to hear that. Well, somebody else lived in Long Island, had a beautiful home and all that. Yeah, but you go to New York City today, and that church is still going on. Still having revival. And you talk about, my wife mentioned sacrifice. That was a sacrifice. We sacrificed to the Lord. Matter of fact, the other night when the foreign mission service, they wanted to take a special offering. I said to my wife, oh, they want a special offering. We'll give them 50 bucks. My wife said, I ain't giving no $50. Oh, okay. I finally got it up to 200 My wife shook her head. Yeah. How about 300 she said, no, I'm writing a check out for 500 What? You're giving my money here, $500? Yeah, because I'm looking to the Lord. And the Lord just spoke to me, and I'm listening, and the Lord said, $500. Now, you know you don't argue with your wife. After a while, you just give up. They win every time. And I know God's going to bless me for that. God's going to help us. Amen. When we learn to trust in God, I've had people in Van Day that would they give to the building fund, they give to missions, they pay their tithes, and then I got some others that say, uh, that's, uh, I don't believe in tithes. I can't pay my tithes. Let me tell you something. If you listen to the voice of God, God would say, give me the 10% and I'll, I'll multiply that. I'll bless you coming in. I'll bless you going out. I wish somebody would believe me right now. Hallelujah. But you have to listen to the voice of God. So I went to New York City. I'm listening, God. Go to New York City. And then one day God spoke to me and said, I want you to go to Taiwan. Well, I'm presbyter here in New York City. There's talk about me being superintendent one day. You know, I heard the rumors. I was a youth president. Okay, I'm moving up the ladder, man. I kind of got to my head there, man. I'm going to be a big shot in New York City. And then God spoke to me and said, give it all up. Give it all up and go to Taiwan. We ended up being missionaries for 22 years. Amen. And then God said, when I got back, I said, what am I going to do? And God spoke to me and said, I want you to go up there and take that church in Vandalia, Illinois. Okay. Now, building this building, things are going good. Amen. And he said, how do you like retirement? I said, well, I love it, except I got more time than I got money. I don't get a paycheck every week like I used to. So I was telling my wife, my wife said, oh, look, you know, that's no big deal. God's always provided for us. Are you still looking to Jesus? You look for him in New York. You look for him in Taiwan. You look for him in Vietnam. You look for him in Vandalia. Amen. Are you still looking to Jesus in 76? And I said, yes, ma'am, I am. I'm going to look to Jesus, and I'm going to Japan. Hallelujah. And the devil said, what happens if you get sick over there and you come back in a bottle of ashes? I don't care. Hallelujah. If they put me in a bottle of ashes, my body's going to be somewhere else. I'm going to be walking on streets of coal, but I'm going to listen to the voice of God. Somebody today, you better look. You better listen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you, if you want to survive. God called Samuel three times. Each time he didn't believe it was God. He thought it was Eli talking to him. And God finally told him, that's me talking to you. 
I'm talking to you. Are you listening to me? Well, I've been praying. I've been praying loud, loud, and, you know, and quoting all the scriptures. No, just sit down and listen to me right now. Amen. And God began to talk to him and tell him what he needed to do. Servant, are you listening? Hallelujah. Because God is wanting to talk to you this morning. And then he said, learn of me. Learn. Amen. We learn of Jesus being meek and humble. And you know what? I like what, what our bishop said of the organization, amen, the other night, Brother Bernard. He said, if you just took your daddy's church so that you could turn it into a charismatic church, you're wrong. You need to go out and start your own church. We believe in what God tells us how to dress, act. We are holiness people, folks. And people, they say, well, the music is outstanding. And it is. The music today is better. But you know what? In my church in Van Day, I got tired of listening to all these new songs. I, I made them pull a songbook out and sing a couple of those every once in a while. Oh, I want to see him. Amen. Hallelujah. What's wrong with that? Well, those songs, amen. And I told my music man, he took 45 minutes for music. And I tell him, look, I don't want 45 minutes of music. He said, well, that's what's, what's happening now, amen. I said, well, you got them stomping, carrying on, and, you're, and now you're trying to make an altar call. I said, you don't make an altar call. I'm the pastor here, I, amen. The preacher makes the altar call, okay? We're not built on music. We, we thank God for the worship. We thank God for our great musicians. Amen. But there's a more sure word of prophecy that God is saying, are you listening to my word? And then he says, learn of me. Hallelujah. When you learn of God, just like Brother Bernard said, amen. If you're not careful, amen, you start stealing the glory from God. And God said, my glory will I not give to another. If God uses us in any capacity, we give God all the glory. I have, I have had a ministry team up there, and four of them were licensed. But, you know, at some time, amen, they would get off track, and I'd have to call them in and say, well, what you said was good, but this is what I didn't like. Amen. And some of them could take it, and some of them couldn't take it. But the ones that couldn't take it won't go very far in the ministry. I thank God for older ministers who sat me down and told me what I did wrong. Are you listening to me, son? If you want God to help you, just like the new director, amen, of Global Mission, he had to listen to somebody. He had to listen and humble himself to get where he's at today, amen. But when you learn of God, God said, here's what I want you to learn, amen. I want you to imitate me. I want you to be more like me. Amen. I, I want you to, uh, to be meek and lowly, amen, at heart. My yoke is easy and my burden is light, amen. When you learn of God, you learn to be humble before the Lord. It's not many mighty, not many noble, amen, but God chose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Hallelujah. What is the secret to success then? I'm listening. What is the secret to success, Lord? The secret is being a servant. When our saints of God die, you know when you get to heaven, you're going to be standing at the pearly gates, and you're going to hear two words. What are those two words? That's what I want to hear. Well done. He didn't say well done, missionary. He didn't say well done, pastor. 
He didn't say, well done, Bishop. He didn't say, well done, all the titles that we can have. If you're in this to get a title, like Brother Bernard said, your motive is wrong. If, you, if you're called in any position, whether it's anything in the local church, you're called to be a servant. Hallelujah. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus who made of himself no reputation but took upon him the form of a servant and humbled himself. Amen. God, help me to be more like a servant, Lord. Amen. Satan couldn't be a servant, so he turned into a serpent. Amen. I don't know. I just want to be a servant. I just want to serve the Lord. The first century church grew and grew and grew. Why did it grow so quickly? Why? Why did they have such great revival? Because they all became servants of God. Hallelujah. Yes. Look, listen, learn. Would you stand to your feet today? Even if you pour water on the hands of a prophet, you don't have to say who is the greatest. Who's the best preacher? Amen. Who's the best this? Who's the best missionary? No. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. Now I'm going to listen. Are you listening for the voice of God? He's going to tell us what we need to do. And then he says, learn of me. When I learn of Jesus, amen, I become more like him. Well done, thou good and faithful servant of the Lord. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Paul was a servant. Amen. The first century church was made up of servants of God. The church grew and grew and grew. Yes, Lord, I'm looking to you. I don't know my future is 76. I'm, I woke up one morning, Brother Zabolchi, and I said, wow, I'm not the pastor no more. And you kind of get used to being a pastor. Amen. I'm not the pastor no more. And God said, yeah, you're not in charge. So don't be giving your son-in-law all this. You know, don't be telling him how to run the church. He's the pastor. Well, Sister B and Sister one over here, and they get in an argument. You don't have to. You don't have to get in between them no more. That's another pastor's job. Okay. So what do I do now, Lord? Is seventy-six years old, fifty-one years in the ministry, and God said you're going to Japan. What? I'm going to Japan, October third. Pray for me, Brother Bagger. I'm going to get on that airplane 14 hours across the ocean, whatever, and I'm going to land in Tokyo, Japan, and I'm going to believe God. And even though I had a heart attack, it slowed me down. I had COVID. The doctor, I heard him talking. He was, he said he's probably got three days to live. What? I called my wife said, come over to the hospital and get me out of here. I heard that doctor. He said, I got three days to live. I had COVID pneumonia in both lungs. She came over. I said, put me in a wheelchair. Take me down. Put me in the car. St. Louis, Missouri. Take me back to Van Day. There's a doctor up there that gives out hydroxychloroquine. Nobody in St. Louis would give it to you. The President of the United States told people to take it, and they laughed at him. When I got up there, the doctor said, I just saved six people by giving them this drug. He said, the worst thing you could have done was going on a ventilator because I'll kill you on a vent. Ooh. I took hydroxychloroquine, and within a week, my lungs cleared up and never had any trouble. 
when I looked to the Lord, the Lord showed me which way to go here. Amen. Someone told me the other day, Pastor, he said, God's not done with your ministry. He's not done with my ministry yet. He said, look to me. Listen to me now. You get on that airplane. Get on that airplane. You're going to Tokyo. Somebody needs to hear you. Now learn to be a servant. Yes, look, listen, learn. Amen. Brother Ricky, I want you to come because you're special to me. I want you to stand on this altar right here. Pastor, we, we need to pray for Ricky. His brother is a dear friend of mine. He got himself in a lot of trouble. And I think of Mike all the time. I want to go visit him. There's others in this building right now. Are you looking to Jesus? Did you come here looking for Jesus? Are you listening to his voice right now and saying, come down to this altar? Come on, I wouldn't go home without Jesus. I'd be down on this altar right now. Come on, gather around this altar, somebody. Thank you. And humble yourself and say, God, I'll be your servant. Look, listen, learn. Look, listen, and learn of me. God is my defender. When I talked about the song, you know, Brother Back, David, all he had was a song at times. That's all he could do is sing a song. But at the end of the book of Psalms, it said, praise God in the sanctuary. I don't know about you all, but I have been in places where I felt depressed, down and out, and all of a sudden I start singing a song. Do you have a song in your heart right now? You let that song every day when you wake up, let God give you that song. Woo, man, I'm feeling better already. Because I'm looking to the Lord and he's saying, yeah, sing this one. Sing this one. Hallelujah. Amen. When they came out of that memorial service, were you there at the memorial? They sang those songs and those pictures came across of the preachers that we lost this year. Wow. Great men and women of God. Amen. And they started singing those songs. My heart began to melt and God began to talk to me. Are you listening to me? You have nothing to fear. This battle belongs to the Lord. I said the battle belongs to the Lord. So whatever you're going through, sister, raise your hands up to God. Lay your hand on Brother Ricky right here. I want to pray for you right now, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, King Jesus. Bless her, Lord. You brought her here today, God. She's looking to Jesus. She's listening to the Lord. God, give her strength. looking to Jesus. I'm listening to Jesus. I'm learning from Jesus.